2: feeling like you need a punch of energy, enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up A whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player they can count on to help. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like copays, or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit aflac.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the H.E.R.D. podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching H.E.R.D.
1: You're listening to Fox
2: Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour 2, the Lakers with a commanding 3-1 series lead. It's the herd. Nick right around the corner. J Mac joining us wherever you may be and however you may be listening. I still think it goes seven. I'll readjust then. Warriors favored by seven and a half tomorrow night. Ann's leaving town, so I'm going to be locked in. No cocktails. I had one last night. Snuck it in. I was be- celebrating late in the fourth quarter and got ahead of myself. i, I got to give Darvin Ham a lot of props. No, Pushing been-
3: all the right buttons. Lonnie Walker did not take a shot in the first three quarters. And then he carried the Lakers in the fourth quarter. I've
2: never seen a game like that before. It, it was an all-time great game. I can ignore. And by the way, I'm not rooting for against anything, but I do love dynasties. I lived in Connecticut during the Patriot dynasty. I like smart. When teams like smart, efficient businesses, I just like them. And I think the Warriors have been smart and efficient. Owner, GM, coach, players. I, I think Kansas City now. Last year, like nine rookies played. They move off players. Like, there's, Kansas City has replaced New England as the smartest team. I think the Yankees have had a lot of money. I don't think the Yankees are brilliantly run. They just have a lot of money. I like, I mean, Green Bay, for all the criticisms, is generally very smartly run. I appreciate Green Bay. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers wore me out, but I've always thought the Packers, outside of the Patriots for a 10-year run, nobody drafted and developed O-lines like Green Bay did. They never drafted a first-round lineman. Yeah. They always had great O-lines. I like I like smart. Warriors have been smart. The Lakers are an odd team that can't shoot that was thrown together <laughs> at the trade deadline, but to their credit, yeah, they're playing well. I mean, the one thing the Warriors didn't do that was smart was draft James Wiseman second overall. Well, he was the second best player available. And they they had that, that pick. Maybe their scouting department kind of failed there, Colin.
3: They gave Jordan Poole a $128 million contract and that's looking not great a year later. And I do like Jordan Poole. I'm like the only guy on Jordan Poole Island. I like him. He
2: has not played well in the series. Okay, so I said, I'm going to do a top 10 list in a Nick Wright. These aren't the 10 best players in the league. They are the players I would choose now based on how they're playing now. What am I getting in the playoffs, the 10 best players in the playoffs? Are you ready to do this? So number one would be Anthony Davis. All you need to know, he has the highest plus minus of any player on any team in the postseason. He not only leads the NBA in blocks, he has 14 more than anybody else. And he also leads the playoff in contested shots. He's got 150. He has literally changed the way this dynasty runs their offense. He's eliminated gimmies down low. So I think Anthony Davis right now, now his offense can suffer at times because of his defensive effort. He, he hit a little bit last night on the offensive end. I think he has just been a complete monster in the playoffs. Number two, Steph Curry. Again, the Warriors are not a playoff team without him. He's plus 56 the team is when he's on the court, minus 52 when he's off it. He has the most points and the most threes in the postseason, and we are in a three era. And I maybe we've just overvalued the Warriors' overall roster. If Wiggins is their second best player, is this a playoff team without Steph Curry? I don't know if it is. Number three, there are defensive limitations with Jokic. Nikola Jokic, so he's only third, but leading scorer in the conference semifinals leads the Nuggets and everything. Um, Pass, size, rebounding, intensity, Um, but again, unlike AD, he's not going to give you much on the defensive end, so he's third. I would give you Jimmy Butler at four, but again, he is banged up a lot, so he's not as healthy as the first three guys. He is the third leading scorer in the playoffs, though he's playing sort of above himself. He's also shooting 56%, which is just remarkable, especially against the good Knicks defense. But he's not available as much as the other guys, so I'd put him four. Five, I would put Devin Booker. And I can think two things. He's great right now, but it's not sustainable. By the way, he has the worst defensive rating, the worst defensive rating among all remaining players, giving you 30 a night. So he's the one bad defensive player of all the stars left. The Suns are also plus nine with Booker on the court and plus seven when he's off the court. He doesn't have nearly the impact of an Anthony Davis, a Steph Curry, or a Jokic. He's just on an unbelievable heater. Number six, Jason Tatum. I like Booker over Tatum because Booker will always take the shot. He'll be point guard. Off guard, he'll always take the shot, and I think Jason Tatum continues to lack the it, the alpha, in big spots. He struggles at the end of games. He's got fewer field goal attempts in clutch time than Marcus Smart. That worries me. Number seven, Joel Embiid. He looked gassed in the last game, but he leads the Sixers in everything that matters, blocks, rebounding points. Uh, But they're one and two since he returned, so if you're going to be valuable, you should have a winning record when you're on the floor, uh, and they're 1-2 and two since he's returned. He also has health struggles. I'd put him at 7-8. Kevin Durant, I don't think he's playing quite the defense he did in his prime, but he's played the most minutes of any player in the postseason. Se- they have no bench, and they are leaning on KD heavy, but he's been the second-best offensive player on this team, let's be honest, to Booker, so he's at 8 I would put Jalen Brown at nine. He's the most efficient Celtic, leading score in the second half of the Celtics. But probably in this top 10, he's not in the same class as a Steph or an AD or an Embiid in terms of pure talent. And number 10. And he can disappear at times now. But I'm going to put LeBron in it out of respect. In spurts, he is instrumental. Did you watch his defensive effort at the end of the game last night? He is one of the smartest guys that have ever played this sport. Uh, Oldest player ever with 25, 10, and 5 in a playoff game. And a team I-27 last night. He looks absolutely gassed. I said this earlier. If the Lakers fell behind by 15 in the second quarter at Chase Center, and I don't know if that's possible, I don't know if I would just sit him set him for game six. I, I, I But I'm going to put LeBron in there because I think he. there's so many intangibles to his ability to have self-awareness, sense when he's needed, but he does take quarters off. I mean, he had a quarter in this series, didn't take a shot. I mean, he takes quarters off, so I have him at 10. Nick Wright, oh boy. Nick Wright joining us live. He does a show later on the network. Oh boy. Oh, Colin, no FaceTime from you yesterday.
4: Big surprise there. I was expecting to get the old call. How are you? You said you had one cocktail last night. That was during the game. What would you need after? Three (laughs) or four?
2: Just to get to sleep? How are you today? Um, Well, I'm not bailing. I'm not not bailing. But um, Uh it would be nice if somebody, anybody beyond Steph, would step up. Clay was awful. Yeah. Looney, you can't play. The yeah. second best warrior was Gary Payton II, and his dad was way better. Yeah, I hear yeah, you right. want to blame Steph for some of this. No,
4: no, no, no. I, no. Well you, well, you hear partially correctly, partially <laughs> incorrectly. Listen, here's the deal, Colin. Steph offensively was brilliant for 47 minutes. Yeah. The last minute was tough for him, but they would not have been in that position if not for his brilliance up until that point. Now, defensively, oh, man, that old 10th best player in the playoffs you got there, LeBron James, sure seemed to throw it back to 2016 finals. Uh, Where's Steph Curry? Put him in the pick and roll, hunt him. Is he on me? I'll go to the basket and he'll foul me. And LeBron, scared of the free throw line, LeBron, not clutch, LeBron, four for four from the free throw line in the final minutes of that game. And when Steph stayed on Lonnie Walker the fourth, Lonnie Walker the fourth, of course, dotted his eye a few times. But no, I don't put the majority of the blame on Steph. Some, of course, must go to Clay Thompson, yeah. who had two just brutal hero shots when they didn't need it. Yeah. But I don't put the majority of blame on him either. There is one name that you have <laughs> not mustered to be able to escape your lips, and that is everyone's favorite podcaster, Draymond Green. <laughs> because Colin, it was Draymond who got the rebound after Steph's first miss, had Dennis Schroeder on him. And looked up at the rim and thought, actually, that's not fair. Never even looked at the rim. Immediately threw the ball away, a la Ben Simmons. And then in the final play of the game, Draymond threw a perfectly threaded pass to Anthony Davis. And they lost. So that is a little Steph, a little Clay, a little Draymond. And that is how dynasties end, of course. And that is what we're seeing. And at what point, Colin, do I get an apology from you and maybe even J Mac because you guys laughed at me yeah. when I gave you the Lakers at 50 to 1 six weeks ago to win the title? I gave you Chiefs Niners Super Bowl at 50 to 1 before the season. I was a Brock Purdy injury away from giving you that one 50 to 1. Lakers 50 to 1. To win the title, I gave it out on this show less than two months ago. They're now four to one, and you're you're so in uh, you're you're in shambles so much. You're bringing up the 79 Supersonics <laughs> as a reason to explain what's happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're on a Devin Booker heater. You're, I don't think it's sustainable, much like Devin Booker. Okay. It's, it's not sustainable. Oh. I, I did say this, uh-huh. though. I said Anthony Davis is doing something. And If you look at NBA history, and I watched it back in the early 70s, whoever as the player in this series, whether it was Duncan, Shaq, Michael, that everybody has to adjust to, that team usually wins. And even though Steph is great – they're not necessarily, they did a little Jared Vanderbilt on him, but the Warriors, everything they're doing is adjusting to Anthony Davis. And that's right. I mean, it, it's what, you know, I'd be the first to tell you I wanted to sell him. I, you know, I was, I yeah, was moving I off know. of the trade deadline. Yeah. If, if they don't win the final, are you still on LeBron uh-huh. AD the rest of the way? Next year, the
4: following well, year. Well, next, listen, LeBron at this point is a year-by-year you know, enterprise. And LeBron, I, he, I know the narrative right now is, oh, man, LeBron's gotten old. Yeah. LeBron in January, now it's later than January, but that was just four months ago. In January, averaged 35 points per game for the month. I don't think it's LeBron's gotten old. I think it's that LeBron needs foot surgery, was supposed to have foot surgery, and didn't have it because he thinks they can win the title. And because of that, he can't drive to the basket the way he wants to. He can't do all the things he wants to do. So LeBron is a year-to-year proposition. But Anthony Davis, I think you are exactly right that he is the one that is forcing the adjustment. And here's what I mean. The Warriors have five guys Steve Kerr trusts, and because of AD, they can't play all five at once because he wants to play, obviously, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and Looney. That's their best five-man group. But when you have two non-shooting bigs out there, that allows Anthony Davis to do what he did in game one, which is take over the game defensively. So because of that, he is forced to play either Gary Payton or Jordan Poole, who once upon a time was an NBA player right here, but I haven't (laughs) seen any evidence of him in a couple months, or Dante DiVincenzo or Moses Moody or whomever, And now you have a guy out there that Kerr just truly, clearly does not want to have out there. And that's why he's grasping. Jordan Poole was starting. Now he can't play in the fourth quarter. Jermichael Green started two games ago. Played two minutes last night. Right. Hey, Gary Payton wasn't even on the team halfway through the year. He's in the closing lineup. And then Moses Moody's in the closing lineup. And then it's a whole hell of a lot of Dante DiVincenzo. And that is all because you can't play those two bigs because of what it, what AD does to you. So, right. yeah, listen, he is, he is consistently brilliant on the defensive end and intermittently brilliant on the offensive end. And the reason I won't crush him for the intermittent offense the way some will is, we never do that in reverse. If a guy is consistently brilliant on offense and only occasionally good on defense, we just say they're always great. Uh, Jokic, take him for example. He's occasionally good defensively, always great offensively. We don't call him inconsistent. Anthony Davis has been, in my opinion, the second most impactful player this postseason behind only Jimmy Butler, and that's even with his off nights. Yeah. So
2: um, we, we got into this discussion earlier, is that if you look ahead, um, Suns or Denver, coming out of a long series, if this went six or seven, and having to go high altitude with LeBron and AD playing 40 minutes feels like, okay, the series starts 1-0 Denver. Um, So I don't want to get to that yet. Is there anything? I mean, I could argue we're a couple of three-pointers away from it being 3-1 Warriors. Is there anything with the Lakers that does concern you? Oh, my goodness. Concern you a little? I mean, two of the next three are at the Chase Center. Well, there's not two. There's not going to be three,
4: Colin. Colin, there's not going to be three. Colin, it's okay. Everything (laughs) ends, my friend. (laughs) And the idea that this is going seven is laughable. This I the other thing I told you before this series was that and you can check the tape my friend this was going to have the exact same beats as the Memphis series. The Lakers win 1 And then the home games, three, four, and six. The Lakers' path to a championship is a narrow one, but it is crystal clear what it is. They must go undefeated at home. There is a reason we have never, we've only seen the 95 Rockets go on the road as the path to the championship, and it is because it is so incredibly difficult the moment you lose a single home game. So they can't lose a single home game, and what we have seen in both of these series is Game 4 is a close game, the 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 fork in the road game, and in Game 4 against the Grizzlies, AD didn't have it. LeBron gets the layup over the defensive player of the year. They win in overtime. In Game 4 of this series, Lonnie Walker plays the role that the Lakers have had multiple guys play this year. And yeah. that's – let me just say this before we get to Denver Phoenix. People have talked in LeBron's career – about how being the third star, you get minimized. And that is true. That happened to Kevin Love. That happened to Chris Bosh. But that is because when LeBron's hand is on the joystick, the third star is whoever has it that night. So it can be Austin Reeves at the end of the regular season. It can be Rui Hachimura at the beginning of the Memphis series. And it can be Lonnie Walker the fourth last night. It's whoever has the best matchup, whoever has it. So I I don't think this is going seven. If it were to go seven, it drastically hurts the Lakers' chances of winning the cha- of getting to the NBA right. finals. But I don't think it's going seven. To your point, though, I I think they'd rather play Phoenix.
2: Yeah, I do, I, I think Phoenix play is Phoenix because yeah, they're a bad defensive team. They're they're a really bad defensive team. You can attack Booker. Chris Paul might not be healthy. I I think they. I mean, and by the way, now with Chris Paul ailing, they have no bench. So the Warriors, at least, there are players that can come off the bench and score, and they can be very good defensively in spurts. I think the more I watch this, uh, Phoenix now, and I, I thought they'd get to the Western Conference Finals, they need another guy, like a Norman Powell, somebody off the bench. They don't have it. 100%.
4: No, everybody,
2: listen, Devin
4: Booker has been brilliant. I agree with you, almost too brilliant in that, listen, the guy's not going to shoot 65% for the playoffs, so when he cools off even just a little bit, what does it do to him? But the reason they won game three and four was not because Devin Booker was brilliant, even though he was. It was because for the first time all postseason, they got actual contributions from their bench. They were a five-man team when Chris Paul was healthy. When he went down, they're all of a sudden, you know, they are forced to play the bench more, and those guys stepped up. Up to a degree. But there's two reasons, three reasons primarily, that I think the Lakers would rather play Phoenix. I don't think they're going to get to. I think Denver's going to win. I think the Lakers would rather. The first one is what you said. The Lakers are comfortable playing their bench guys. Phoenix is not. And because of that, if Phoenix were to get to the conference finals, they would be coming off a grueling seven games playing 44 minutes a night for Booker and Durant. Yeah, or Booker and, yeah, Durant. That's the first reason. The second reason has to do with travel. It is a shorter flight to Phoenix and there is no altitude. And for 65,000 minutes in LeBron, I think that really, really matters. I think the altitude, the every other day, and the long flights would be really tough on him. And lastly, and I think this is correct, there is the Phoenix has no way to deal with Anthony Davis on the inside defensively. And it's not that Jokic is a great defender, but Phoenix is or Denver is connected and they know what they want to do, and AD I think would be so gassed with what he has to do defensively yeah, yeah. against Jokic, his offense would be minimized. Phoenix clearly doesn't like playing Deandre Ayton. He's had a bad attitude for 2 years. Their next option is Jock Landale and so if, if the Lakers were to get Phoenix in round three, I actually think that could be a quick series, but I think they're going to get Denver and it's going to be a war.
2: All right. Well, so now you would acknowledge Golden State's a seven and a half point favorite in a game five that Warriors win will win game five.
4: Congrats. So did the Grizzlies. The series ended last night, man. I, I, the, the, I promise you, they're going to win Game Five. I would, the, LeBron. Here's, here's what I'll tell you is going to happen in Game Five. All right, LeBron is going to take five, or five to seven first half threes, and if he's hot. And they can all of a sudden hit a bunch of shots, and they're in it. Then they'll go for it. If not, they will pack it in early, prepare for Game Six, and do to the. Do you remember Game Six of the Grizzlies series? Yeah. The Warriors, the Lakers, won it by forty points. Now I don't think they'll do that to the Grizzlies, to the Warriors. Probably more like twenty. But this thing's over in six, Colin. It was the the moment was last night. The Warriors couldn't finish. They couldn't close. They had a double-digit second-half lead. They had a 7-point fourth-quarter lead, and they ran out of gas. There were some bad turnovers and some bad shots. Listen, nothing lasts forever, my friend, except for our friendship, which is back on. (laughs) Last week, I said it's strictly a professional relationship. I've, I've reversed course. We're friends again. It's good
2: to see you. Good, good to see you. Yes, he reversed course. I'm glad we could get the satellite up for this. It was very fuzzy 15 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, first things first, yeah. after our show, the fastest growing sports show on cable, uh, Nick Wright, as always. I'm a good sport. My Thanks, team, buddy. my team's in trouble. Although, you know what? I, I'm not anti-Liker. I've been pro-LeBron my whole career. Uh, Anthony Davis wears me out. But I will say this. You know what I kept thinking last night? And I know somebody around the country You probably think this is becoming an L.A. show, but it's. I kept thinking about this. Steve Ballmer could buy and sell the Lakers owners 30 times. He's the richest owner in the NBA by far. I think he's richer than everybody else combined. That's how Rich Ballmer is. They're building a new facility. He goes big. He's got a great front office, a deep team, and he's watching the Lakers potentially get to the Western Conference Finals for a team that was – and they took Westbrook – he could argue. He thinks he has the better coach, the better executives, the better roster, the bigger net worth, and the Lakers are going to potentially get to the Western Conference Finals. Would that drive you, Alabama? That would be like Auburn hiring Belichick. You know, you know, and 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 Alabama being a total mess, and Alabama ends up in the natty again, and you're like, we did everything right. We got the greatest football coach ever. We did this. We have the greatest player. We got the best recruiting class. I mean, it must drive the Clippers insane to watch the team that everybody loves in their building turn their roster over to a bunch of bounce-around-the-league guys, unproven guys, and they're going to knock the dynasty potentially out. That's not a bad take. The one thought I had,
3: Colin, do you remember how a lot of people out there wanted to discount the bubble title that the Lakers had? A lot of people did, but it was a title. So here we are uh, a few years later. Heat. Underdogs in the first round, win. Underdogs in the second round, up 3-1. Lakers, underdogs against the Warriors, up 3-1. The Heat and the Lakers, who met in the bubble title that people want to discount, are already back on the cusp of getting back to the NBA Finals. Maybe you have Jimmy Butler a little low (laughs) on your list there. Sorry, no disrespect to AD, but he's not been better than Joker, Butler. Hell, I don't even know if he's been better than Booker. I mean, the inconsistencies for AD... Wait till you see his twelve point six rebound game in Game Five. <laughs> Maybe he will rethink it. He's just inconsistent. Four shots in the second half yesterday. Four. He looked tired. Austin Reeves, third quarter. Lonnie Walker in the fourth.
2: One more herd. The herd streams twenty four hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search "herd" to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
5: And then they're never at any of and those. those. <laughs> nev-
1: yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know Lil Durk, and you're like, "See, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you t- why you, you telling me, me the whole time?" <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zyn. Find your Zyn online or in a store near you at Zyn.com find. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, Gainbridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers, 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money, reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at Gainbridge.io. Oh, I've got to tell you, these NBA playoffs – when are we going to watch a game together? We should probably think about doing that, J Mac. You know that? Um,
3: so, Wednesday is game five for Lakers. Friday maybe is they're... game six, which we know is going to happen. You want to go to your spot? That one spot? Your spot. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can't give it out on air. You don't need hundreds of dudes
2: lining up to yeah. uh, show up, I mean, uh, or some women, uh, uh, maybe. But may... let, let's do a Friday at our spot. Our spot. Okay. At the end of our first year, Discover Credit Cards doubles all the cash back you've earned. Everything doubled. Seriously, check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Here is J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Uh, I, I didn't
3: really realize this until just now. So Steve Kerr, not thrilled with the officiating last night after yeah. the loss. Um, Screens. Screens drove him crazy. It it was a little odd. Uh, Here's what he had to say in the postgame press conference.
5: I thought the fourth was about, uh, it was about Walker, and it was about, I think we had three or four illegal screens um, called, and um, that was disappointing. I didn't get a look at at, uh, the replay on any of them, but, um, you know, there were a couple that were very disappointing just live, Um, but, you know, the Lakers are, uh, you know, they're a team that, that, plays with a lot of gamesmanship they understand um, you know how to how to generate some calls I thought they took some flops and and um, were rewarded
2: but I'll have to see the uh,
5: uh, the replays maybe I'm wrong maybe those were all illegal screens but uh, didn't feel like it watching it live
2: I thought he makes a very good point there
3: Denn you know Schroeder is German for flop um, and that's all he does <laughs> he just flops around it's a little annoying and unsettling but I will say this: Clay Thompson kind of leveled him with an elbow. I don't know if you remember seeing that one yeah, in the middle of the lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And initially it didn't look bad, and that shooter flops. But you know, Clay's just not locked in. And again, I'll point. I said it first hour. There's a video out there of Clay like taking that leaning three with like I think 12 seconds on the shot clock, and Kerr's behind him. Instantly, he knows the shot's off. Kerr puts his hands up, and then was like, "What are you doing, to Clay?" Now he defended Clay. Hey, we trust him in the press conference afterward. You don't want to say this is a meltdown, but they kind of blew the game late. They've had a couple,
2: you know, there was a moment with the Kings where Curry
3: called the timeout they didn't have. Like, they haven't been buttoned up like
2: the Celtics. It is easy to point to the end of the game for the Warriors, but let me throw this. They had three air balls in the first half. The Warriors had eight open looks in the first half. Three of them were air balls. Like, they could have put this game away. This game didn't need to be close late. I mean, the entire game, did you not feel like for most of this game, the Warriors were leading and controlling you? Yeah. Well, that's why I don't think the series is over. That's I why I don't think it's over. thought the Warriors
3: were a better team last
2: night. Oh, um, I thought they were too. And, and
3: I know the Laker fans are not going to be happy out here. Listen, I'm in a tough spot. Curry is my favorite player. We don't need to go into why. Yeah. I root for the Lakers. I've loved them since uh, the first basketball game I ever went to was Lakers-Knicks yeah. in New York because my family would travel up there for the holidays yeah. to see family. And then the second game I ever saw was in L.A., Lakers-Knicks. My dad had a business trip, the only one I ever went on with him. And it was like, oh, my gosh, these Lakers and Knicks are awesome. I love – these are my favorite two teams. Yeah. And so I root Lakers, but I love Curry. I don't know. Is it, is it okay to do that? I mean, I'm getting a lot of heat from these jabronis no, I mean, my,
2: my takeaway is um, – if if they if they if they hit one more three last night, you could argue the Lakers win this game. I think it's a most 3 1 series don't feel close. Two of the next three are in the chase center. I think it's very much a game seven series. Agree or disagree. The Celtics have clearly been the better team than the Sixers, and they will win that series unequivocally. No question. Okay. And Miami's been better than New York. Uh, no question. But, and Lakers were better than Memphis. No question. I mean, I think Denver's clearly better than Phoenix, and that's tied at two. Well, That's the one I... I, Just the Kevin Durant factor. Like,
3: Durant hasn't gone postal yet. He may go for 50 tonight because he's Kevin Durant, you know? So, I don't know. I, I just don't think this Warriors series is over. Next up, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck been out of the league since 2019, but apparently the Colts are saying that the commanders have been tampering with Andrew Luck. Washington reportedly made attempts to learn whether or not Luck would have interest in an NFL return. Ultimately, they moved on from the idea because he said he would stay retired. Is this a uh, dirty pool on the part of whoever was reaching out to Andrew Luck? with Ron Rivera trying to save his job?
2: Um, for um, Washington front well, office? Well, if it's tampering, it's tampering. And Washington's been a mess for a decade, so it wouldn't surprise me if they screwed something up here. But it, Andrew Luck's not playing again. Like, we have to get over that. He's not playing. He's okay. very happy. I, I think he liked football. I don't think he had the passion for it like a Brady does. I think Andrew Luck got hurt, said, you know what, man, I, I want to have kids and a family, and I got $100 million in the bank, and I don't blame him at all. I always thought he was almost too smart for football. Like, he had too much of a life beyond football. Mm-hmm. A lot of the greatest athletes, the Kobes and the Bradys, they are obsessed by it. Like, it's, it's like this hard-to-explain thing they want to play forever. Um, you know, LeBron James, he just, this is his thing, man. Keep the thing the thing. Um, I just don't think Andrew Luck had that. He was just gifted, worked hard, super smart. And, I mean, listen, he went to Stanford. He could have yeah. gone to a lot of football powers. He wanted to get smarter. And that's his dad's a bright guy. Andrew's a bright guy. There's nothing wrong with that. It's probably a better, more balanced human being.
3: I do wonder what on earth he's doing with all his time now. Like, imagine if you just Kids. said, I, I, stop. I had a great run. I'm gonna go up and retire from radio and TV. I couldn't and do it.
2: I couldn't. I mean, I was,
3: I, I'm not built for that either. You know, like that, I, that's like not I like to work. I like to get up and do stuff. Yeah, I like to be productive. I and mean, once I, your uh, kids get a car, they don't want to hang around you anymore. Anyway. My kids barely want to hang out with me now. I'm the same they're way. Ten and twelve. And I'm and a like, wonderful parent, and my kids can barely stand me. I'm an outstanding parent as well, <laughs> uh, although I am sometimes cringe, according to. Uh, my kids, because I wake up on Tuesday and I say, Happy Tuesday, you know, because slay is like the cool new word. So I hate Happy Tuesday. To oh, what my they, kids. How do they act to that? And they're just like, just don't say that when my friends are around. And I'm like, but that's
2: funny. Like, it's uh, very funny. I, I think, think you it's should, funny. I think you should say it all Adults the time. Adults laugh
3: at me. Happy Tuesday? That's think, cool. I you could say it for any day of the week, too. I would say it's it on amazing. a date, at a wedding anniversary. A I think it's very funny. Yeah. All right. um I have a feeling the control room doesn't agree. Final story. Chiefs and Bengals are becoming one of the AFC's new rivalries, back-to-back, thrilling AFC Championship matchups. Chiefs expected to host the season opener as the defending champs, and Bengals cornerback Mike Hilton says everybody wants to see a rematch of last year's AFC title game. Do you think, Colin... Chiefs-Bengals will be the opening game of the season. And remember, schedule comes out in about 48
2: hours. I think it will be. Um, I don't think they'll meet again for the AFC Championship because that's just not the league. But I do think they'll be two of the final four AFC, champ- AFC teams. Other two are Jets and who? I don't know who they are, but I think Jacksonville is surging. And I also think the Chargers, and I've been reticent to do this, I think they're really good. I think their first three picks are going to be productive. I think their O-line will be healthy again. I think the Chargers, and I'm not saying this because I'm an L.A. guy, I think Jacksonville is the most underrated team in the league at 9.5. That's my favorite over bet. I think they're a 12-13 win team potentially. Hmm. Um, And I do still worry a little bit about the Bengals' O-line. A little bit. A little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And they got rid of their two guys in the back end, the safeties. I would have, too. They got too expensive, but I, I worry about it. I'll just say I would love it if it were
3: Chiefs-Bengals in the opener. I don't want to see my Jets on the first game of the season. Aaron Rodgers facing Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have no interest in that. I'm sorry. Give us the Monday night game. Let us beat up on a bad team like the Patriots or Dolphins. Whatever. It's
2: fine. Yeah. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news.
0: And thanks for stopping by.
1: The herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit, overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. Gainbridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money. Reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at gainbridge.io. Tonight,
3: the Westminster Kennel club dog show concludes on FS1 as the best from each group strut their stuff and hype up the crowd as we are set to crown a new champion in Best in Show. Catch the happy faces tonight at 7 Eastern on FS1.
2: By the way, Thursday the schedule is released. Tomorrow there'll be some leaks. So Kansas City will open the NFL season. We know that on the first Thursday after Labor Day. Uh, Kansas City will open it probably with like a Cincinnati. Uh, That's what everybody's presuming. I I believe week two, Sunday night, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. So that can't be the first Sunday night. It'll be the second Sunday. But I think you're going to see Mahomes and Rodgers. That'll be at New York. Uh, I think that's going to be very, very early in the season. That's my guess, which is not good for the Jets, J-Mac. You do not want to play Andy Reid in the first two or three weeks of the season. So I think think you're going to get a Rodgers-Mahomes matchup week two, week three. That would be my guess. Now, now. You know, maybe they put it on maybe that's the Christmas game, one of the one of the NFL Christmas games. That would be big that would be better for the Jets, because you'd get Mahomes in bad weather, maybe you'd have a chance. Bree's Hall, the run game. Uh. Mm,
5: I, I,
3: I, listen.
2: If you I, ran the schedule, wouldn't you put Mahomes in Rogers week two after well, Mahomes? Well, I would ask
3: a Jets fan, do you want to play on Christmas? And I'd say, No, I can't be locked in on an NFL game when it's
2: Christmas Day. But if you were Roger Goodell. If you were Roger Goodell and you want the biggest ratings you want to start in september remember there's baseball playoffs yeah. you want to steal the thunder in september from baseball playoffs and college football which started before you by a week so you would do it. So, the thursday is the opener that's going to be like kansas city and you know cincinnati and then you have your first weekend and there'll be a, you know there'll be a big cowboy eagle or you know a cowboy niner whatever the schedule says it'll you'll have some big games but that second week and third week you got baseball playoffs, mm-hmm. and the NFL is hyper-competitive. That's why they now have games mm-hmm. on Christmas to usurp some of the momentum the NBA had. That's so what's the, what's the biggest TV market in America? Let the audience New know. New York.
3: Okay. The Jets have home games this season against the Eagles, massive TV market and Super Bowl team, against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl defending champs, and then, of course, the Bills uh, in New England. So...
2: You'd suspect I would do Mahomes.
3: probably three of those four will be national TV games. Oh, of course, Sunday, they
2: will. Monday, or a holiday. So I'm guessing Mahomes is the first. Mahomes, I... Mahomes-Rodgers will be early in the season. That would be my guess. Yeah. How because you'd one? want you wouldn't want great quarterbacks playing in crappy weather.
3: Um, Aaron Rodgers visits Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in Denver. That's that's a big matchup. The marquee quarterbacks. That's a tough matchup. You don't know what that offense is going to look like. Fortunately, the Jets are loaded this year. So I we're not we have no fear of anybody. It's like bring them on. So
2: Kansas City-Cincinnati's probably your lab, you know, the post Labor Day Thursday opener. I think Mahomes-Rodgers is going to be very close to the beginning of the season. That's my guess. You don't want to put those two in a snow game. And both those cities have bad weather Ooh, and- everybody loves a snow game. Not when you have great quarterbacks. Put Tennessee in your snow games. I, I don't put the, <laughs> don't put Mahomes and Rodgers in a snow game. I don't Fair. want to see that. And by the way, I, I said earlier uh, we were talking about Devin Booker, and I said if there were ten players I could have in the playoffs, I put Booker like five. Booker's not a good defensive player. You know, Butler I put ahead of him is Anthony Davis is, and I also don't think what he's doing is sustainable. Jokic giving you his game every night, or AD's defense, or Steph's offense, or Jimmy Butler, those are more sustainable. What Devin Booker now is doing, in nine playoff games, he's shooting 51% from three and 62% from the floor. Not only is that way above his career average, that's way above Michael Jordan. I don't think it's sustainable. So he had his best regular season ever shooting 49%. Now against better teams, he's shooting 62. <laughs> I, don't, I can think two things at the same time. That's amazing, and it's not sustainable. He's on a historic heater. I think it's amazing, but he is, of all the elite players left, he's the worst defensive player. Tatum's a better defender. Brown is. Uh, AD is obviously. Jimmy Butler is. Um, LeBron can be in spurts. Booker's not a defensive player. He's just on an absolute historic heater. As far as the uh, Knicks go, This is actually, they look like in this series, what I predicted they would look like in the first series, which is they play hard, they have a defensive coach, a defensive culture, a defensive roster, and they'll have a very low offensive ceiling. It's just young Cleveland got overwhelmed and Tibbs kind of put the screws to the Cavs' offense. I think this is what the Knicks are. And so I would suggest to you, call the Warriors who have an extra shooter or two, call the Mavericks who may be able to make a move hard away Kyrie Irving, what the Mavs need and the Warriors need is size and toughness and length and a little interior scoring. Uh, I think they have to move off Julius Randle. I, nothing wrong with Julius Randle, but I understood why they signed him. But Brunson's your offensive guy. You have to surround. There's got to be a wing score. Randle once Randle's an effort guy. Playoffs, you can't just be an effort guy. you got to be a star. Randle's not a star. He's a number three Or in my opinion, a great number four or an average three on a championship team. So you got to go get a score. You think it's crazy to say Wiggins, Jordan Poole, you think it's crazy? Golden State may be looking to move Wiggins if he gives you two more dog games in this series. They may look at it and think we like him, but he's meek. Steph's getting older. We need a more alpha, aggressive number one two score. I can see Golden State absolutely moving off him. Here's Julius Randle after that loss to the Heat.
1: What have they done, uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own at your own game almost? Uh,
5: it was just uh, maybe they want it more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to, you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive.
2: Yeah, they don't want it more. They just Miami's got more guys that can hit a shot, so it's 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 hard to get to 103 points for the Knicks. They're they are struggling, but again, I I can understand why they re-signed Randall. He rejuvenated the franchise pre Jalen Brunson. I get it, totally understand it, but I I think. You think I'm crazy on this. If Andrew Wiggins does not deliver for the next two games and the and the and the dynasty ends for the Warriors, you can't pay everybody. You're going to pay staff. They're not going to get rid of Clay or Draymond. So I think you, you kind of look at Wiggins and think, you know what? We brought you in. We're paying you a lot. By the way, you think Wiggins would be their number two offensive threat, and on many nights, their number one scorer. Think it's crazy? You're not going to get a Luka. You're not getting Anthony Davis. You're not getting Jimmy Butler. So you've got to get a flawed good score. Wiggins is a flawed good score. We've heard the phrase, it's not personal,
3: it's business, right? Right. I know it's tough to – the idea of parting with Clay or Draymond. But if you've got to save money and get younger and get more offense – I think you got to move on from Clay. Yep. Draymond is the high IQ. He's still the better defender. Clay cannot guard twos anymore. He can't. No, no, no. He can't I, stay in front of Austin Reeves. I, Did you see, he got outrun by Lonnie
2: Walker I'm, on a pivotal play there in the fourth quarter. I'm saying the same thing last night. I think you got to move off Clay. I think you got to keep Jordan Poole. I don't think it's crazy. I don't know if they will, but I don't think. it's... It. Uh, you can't romanticize about this stuff. New information's in the building change how you thought. That's what smart organizations do. You said Warriors are smart. Yeah, I mean Clay Thompson was great. He was unbelievable in game two. It's been awful since. Awful. A total liability. But then is there issues in the locker room? Hey, you kept Jordan Poole and you got rid of Clay. You know what? I like guys in their prime. (laughs) I like the most possible athletes in their prime. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io.